You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. I'm Lara from Light Post by Lara. I'm the Tigers of the Light. This is Brad Panopoulos. Hi guys, this is Nina Sauer. This is Dig with Sacred Fire Arts. Namaste, my name is Ischilla Joy Davey, and you're listening to Be The Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial, your host and soul on the journey. And so thank you so much again for tuning in this week with us. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would be so grateful for a five-star written review on iTunes. Reviews really help the show become more visible and spread the word to others. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like for you to just take a moment and get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release in this moment. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself and breathing out that light and love and send it to all of humanity, remembering that you always have your breath to come back to. Today, we have Marla Mitchell. Marla has been assisting and coaching others through life's difficult challenges for over 20 years. She works with clients both individually and in group settings. She enjoys coaching and teaching classes on meditation, Reiki, Reiki drumming, numerology, spiritual guidance, tuning fork therapy, and many other spiritually healing techniques. Using her intuitive abilities, she presents a unique approach in helping her clients achieve goals by inspiring them to trust their intuition, face their fears, and take a leap of faith. Marla trusts and listens to her own inner guidance every day and as a result has experienced firsthand the amazing changes in her life and the lives of others. She's also a radio personality and has had two radio programs where she has done weekly shows assisting live callers with their questions, concerns, and life challenges. So thank you so much for being here today with us, Marla. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, absolutely. And so let's just jump in. And I'd love to ask, um, you know, what, if you could just tell us a little bit about your journey and what got you started on your spiritual path. Wow. Um, there's a lot there to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gifts as a child. Um, many of us who are empaths, you know, 
understand that. I always knew what people were feeling, what emotions were going on in them. And it made me a really good people pleaser, you know, because I just knew what they needed. And I assumed that everybody else felt that way. So I didn't know how, you know, rare and unique it is. I think maybe 20% of the population is empathic. And so I had those gifts as a child. I also saw orbs in my bedroom at night. Didn't know what they were. Didn't ask anyone because I was raised very religious and we just didn't talk about that. Um, and then I, I was always interested in astrology in school. My, my dad, when I was probably sixth grade, bought me an astrology book. So that was my first kickoff there. I did a report in junior high on ESP. Back then, it was called extrasensory perception and not psychic ability. And um, got an A plus on that. I did a, I had a friend who had a Ouija board. And so I wanted to try using it. And I did a report and I uh, took all the names of the teachers in junior high and I correctly, except for I think one, got all their ages right. Of course, mm. they were blown away and I got an A plus on my report. Um, after that, I didn't really do much with it. I kind of just lived life and put it away because in the 70s, it wasn't real popular. And then in my mid-30s, I was in a marriage that I wasn't happy with. I was trying to find help with, I was in a depression. I was on antidepressants. I was just trying to find some kind of peace and joy. And I stumbled upon a book on meditation. Mm. So I thought, well, okay, I'll try that. And so the main three things I got out of the book, it really didn't tell me how to do it. It was, I just remembered I got consistency, focus, and posture. Mm. So I went home and I set up a space in my bedroom that was, you know, very, what I would call Zen and cool with a meditation plate and candles. And I bought my first, my first of hundreds of crystals <laughs> and I um, so I had the, the uh, atmosphere and then, you know, I got a nice chair where I could be my posture, my back straight and then consistency. I told myself I was going to meditate every day, even weekends, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., an hour. And I started a ritual hmm. and I started meditating. The more I meditated, the more my gifts came back. Hmm. And I eventually took myself off my antidepressants. I eventually started feeling better and knowing that I needed to get out of the marriage I was in. I needed to, this is probably four years down the road of meditating still every night, every night, even though I had teenagers, um, I got a very clear message that I should quit my job in the corporate world and start my own business. Wow. And I did that. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like, I mean, you've been on the journey for quite a while with starting as, in a ch as a child, and then it just blossomed more in your thirties when you felt intuitively connected or insight, got the insight that you needed to meditate and, yes. and those gifts started to emerge. And so, and, but I'm hearing too, that you've also really tapped in and, and listened to that part of you. So tell, tell us a little bit about that. Like what led you to trust that part of yourself that said, hey, this is my path. This is what I need to do next. It's a feeling I had. Um, there were times in my life where I would find, like, I, it's hard to explain, but 
I would have a knowingness in my solar plexus and my sacral chakra, my, my lower body, and, and even in my heart, I would just have the gut feeling to do something, to call someone, to, to follow this. And it was all my life and I got jobs in the most uncanny way, or I would meet interesting people or just know things. And I just, I always trusted it. I just didn't know what it was. And so when I started meditating, it got stronger. And probably a couple of years after meditating, I just, I was in a, one of those metaphysical stores, which are very popular now everywhere. And I saw a tarot deck and I thought, well, I'm going to buy a deck of tarot cards, even though they were at the time against my religion, I bought them and started playing with them. And darn if I wasn't pretty accurate at doing it. <laughs> so I started just, you know, like you said, how do I trust it? It's just always been there. I always follow it. And when I didn't follow the knowing, it's not like something bad would happen, but nothing, there wouldn't be any movement forward. You know, I would just still feel stuck or I'd still feel depressed. Mm. So I just learned to trust it. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. So it sounds like really when you start, when you really tapped into that part of yourself and trusted, you were in the flow. Right. That flow started to happen. It started happening. Yeah. So when was it at the time when you started working with clients? Um, ironically, it was 20 years ago, August 1st. Oh. So yeah. That <laughs> I uh, left my corporate job and started my business. I um, put myself on, there was, uh, I worked for a corporation where there was lots of reorganizations and layoffs. And so when a layoff came around, they were wanting to take one, one or two persons from each department. And I just volunteered and said, pick me, I'll go. Don't take this person, take me. And so it was 20 years ago this week mm. that I left mm. and decided to start working with people. I didn't have any clients. <laughs> I just, I had a couple of friends who believed in me and said, oh, you know, you should do this for a living. I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know what to do. I just, and I just did it out of my home, but I started, you know, putting my, I, I created a business card and um, started putting my little business card up on bulletin boards at different stores, um, grocery stores and other places. Um, and then like I talked about, I had a gut feeling and this just blows me away still. I had a gut feeling. I, I had heard other psychics that were on the radio okay back back in the early 2000s there was a lot of them on the radio and I said I've always wanted to do that so what did I do I got out the yellow pages and I just picked the very first radio station that had the biggest ad which is how I used to find jobs by the way mm -hmm. and I had the biggest ad and I called that and it was 1079 the bear mm -hmm. and I just called and the DJ answered and the DJ said can you come in tomorrow? I want you to do a reading for me. And I was just like, well, I just want, to, I want you to say my name on the air, you know, just, so I went and I gave him a reading and he goes, when can you start? I'm like, start what? He goes, I want you to come in every Monday and co-host. Oh, wow. I'd never done radio before ever. And so I was on for almost four years every Monday with Steve Cooper. He's now passed, but, um, he got me my start and I got my name out there and I was doing readings on the air live 
for callers and I was on from 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday. And it's just, like I said, I didn't have clients. Things happen like that. Like I used to work at Northern Lights. I walked in there trying to advertise and they said, well, you want to work out of our back room? And it was a little storage closet. That's all it was. Little tiny, like what you put your coats in, you know? And they put up a table for me and some chairs. And I started working out of there and just charging people who would come in. They'd send them back to me, give them my card. So things like that just happened. And I guess my best advice is when you follow your spirit, when you follow your path, spirit will help you. Spirit will bring you the messages you have to pay attention, but it will guide you and take you in the direction you need to go. And it will give you those hits. So listen, and even if it sounds stupid or crazy, like thumbing through the yellow pages, then go ahead and do it because it works. Yeah. Mm. So is there like a difference someone can tap into that, um, you know, intuition versus that fear feeling? Like what, how does someone know like when to trust that part of them, that voice that makes sense? Yeah, uh, there's a big difference. Spirit talks in very short, not even sentences. It'll say yes, no, I don't know, maybe, wait. Ego puts a story behind it. And so, and also there is a emotion that is very often fear, panic, anxiety, worry, stress. And so when you ask a question and then your mind starts going, oh, what about this? Or what if that, or but this, then that's your ego trying to protect you, telling you, don't do this. This could happen. You know, don't go over there. Don't go out with this person or... But if you ask, if you drop down and focus on your heart and ask the question from your heart, which is what I tell my clients, drop into your heart, get out of your head, then ask your question, should I, or what is, you'll get a yes, no, or I don't know. It'll be very quick and go with that first answer. Mm -hmm. That's really, I think, really good advice because I think that that ego tends to come in, yeah, and, and create those stories, whether or not it's for the good, whether like you're trying to maybe, you know, want something to happen um, where it feels like maybe you're forcing it rather than being in the flow or um, you're maybe yeah wor worried about like what could happen, like the fear base. So it could go either way. But when you sounds like just stepping back, trusting, tapping into that heart, coherent um, energy with your, your mind and kind of aligning that too. Um, and, and then trusting the answer, that the right. short answer. Right. And, it, and if you get an I don't know or you don't hear anything, then just wait. It doesn't mean no. It mm. just means not yet. Not mm. yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's a great thing that also works, I believe, is if, if you can see something in your mind's eye, if you close your eyes and you can picture yourself in that job, let's use that for example, a job, and then if you can feel it in your heart, what would it feel like? to be in that job. And if you believe it's possible, then it's already on its way to you. It's mm -hmm. just a matter of time. It's, it's kind of like the movie, The Secret, but you're also taking, ans you know, taking action and believing and using your own intention to pull it towards you. Mm -hmm. But if one of those three is missing, then you need to wait or just kind of take a step back and see what else is coming. So it's already in the quantum. It's already in the field. Right. We're just right. 
have to wait for the timing. Right. And and that timing, right, is more not linear. So as our I think our typical thinking tends to be. Yeah, we're that's what we're getting away from with all the shift that's happening now. We're going from third dimension into fifth dimension. Um, a lot of us have already been in the fourth in and out from third to fourth. But fifth dimension where is where timing is definitely not linear anymore. And that's why most of us have experienced time speeding up. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Haven't you noticed the weeks are going faster and faster? And absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's it feels like, yeah, I mean, just this month and like where has July gone? <laughs> I know. So yeah. So say more about that. Say more about the fifth dimension and the shifts that you're seeing. There's, there's, um, I've been hearing from my guides. I have several guides that I work with and, um, I've actually gotten a couple names recently, um, Ezra and Isaac, and they keep telling me that we're going to talk more with each other. And so I'm waiting for that to start coming in. Um, but they have been telling me that the shift, you know, has been coming on really since the eighties, it kind of started back then, but it's just been getting faster and faster. And of course, 2012 was huge, but um, 2020, it really kicked off big with COVID. And we're, we're shifting into a, um, what the Bible would call the ascension. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the beings on planet earth are raising their vibration up. Mm-hmm. And earth is raising too, you know, the universe, you know, there's solar flares with the sun, the nature is changing, Mother Earth's weather, our weather here is changing, and it's just making all of us vibrate at a higher energy or higher frequency. And um, when we do that, we don't take the past with us. So you, you cannot ascend if you're bringing your past with you. So a lot of what's going on, what COVID triggered was all of our crap, right? Most people will, and you're nodding your head, most people understand that last year, what COVID was about, the isolation, was digging up your most deepest, darkest stuff from your past and your fears so that you could deal with it. Mm -hmm. And um, it's still lingering and it will continue to linger through through this decade. But it's, um, if you do the inner work, if you meditate, if you work on, however you want to let it go, massage, therapy, acupuncture, get that stuff up and out of you so that you can raise your vibration up and not carry and hold that past with you. So forgiveness is important. Gratefulness, Mm -hmm. all those things are part of fifth dimension living. Yeah, I, I have definitely noticed that. I mean, last year was one of those, you know, we were, we had to stay in to go within and so if people were doing their work, a lot of stuff was coming up. People were going into their shadow. A lot of fears and anxieties were coming up. But right. I feel like this has this energy has shifted a lot for a lot of people just in their own healing journey. Um, and, and for for those people who, you know, there's, I mean, there's always going to be stuff to work on, you know, and, and I think people are at different places in their journey right now. What are some of the tools that you suggest for people to go into that shadow self and to help heal and awaken and, and, and continue with the ascension process? That's a good question. I use still meditation a lot. I still meditate every day. 
I try to do an hour. I'm not saying everybody else should do that. Five minutes is better than zero. Mm-hmm. Um, when your stuff kicks up and you're, if you're not in a place where you can meditate or you just can't you know, get it going, um, if you could look at it, I don't know how to explain it, but I always kind of just lean back or take a step back and I look at like, oh, here's this event that happened in my past and I watch it without getting emotional. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, I just kind of look at it going, huh, here's this thing coming up again about this person and I'm feeling triggered. And e- even if I do feel emotional, I don't let it consume me. That's the word I wanted to use. And I just kind of watch it. And if I need to express a little anger or have a cry, then I will. But the biggest point is not to stuff it back down. Mm -hmm. It's just, and hopefully you're in a place where you can. That's why COVID did that. So that we could be in a safe place in our homes and express and feel those emotions as they come up. Um, Other things that help are like what I do, energy work, Reiki massage, um, getting out in nature, walking, that helps a lot just to go outside. It's just really prayer, you know, also big. Uh, To me, prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening to God. They Mm -hmm. both work great. Um, You can take detox baths. You can put Epsom salt in your bath. Um, There's just so many ways. It's it's mainly, I guess I would lump it all into self-care. Mm. really really good self-care all really great beautiful tools definitely and I think you know I think we we are shifting away from that self-care is selfish right into a place that it's necessary for the healing of ourselves so we can you know ultimately heal the planet right right the other thing that's shifting that I heard yesterday from my guides is that the way we work is going to change Mm. all of us. So in other words, America has been known for working, you know, um, 10 hour days, five days a week, you know, 40 plus 60 hours a week, whatever. And we're going to go away from that in fifth dimension. We're going to work smarter. We're going to work less. We're going to do better with our self-care. And it's going to be more about a global connectedness and helping others than it is going to be about, this is mine, this is yours, you know, it's, it's going to change so much to be very positive. You know, it's, it's going to be the village again. It's going to mm. be beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I love that because I think that is definitely something we have moved away from is that community aspect and, yeah. and feeling isolated even before COVID. Right. Right. And while there are still divisions, you know, you can see the divisiveness, even in families, it's supposed to be there as, as a contrast to help us learn the lesson because coming here as humans, that's what the earth is all about is a contrast, hot, cold, up, down, black, white, and everything is a contrast. And that's how we, our species learns. And so as we're learning so much right now, the contrast is huge with everybody. And we're all seeing all this, some of it can be seen as ugliness and others as positive, but what you need to focus on is your perspective and how you see it and that, that it's happening for a very positive reason, not a bad reason. Hmm. So 
So I'd love to hear more about that because I think right now we are in a very dualistic society and are, you know, we're very black or white, you know, and there's a lot of like um, divisiveness, you know, right. with, with the belief systems and, and how do we move through that and, you know, maintain or, or continue to ascend through uh, to the fifth dimension? First and foremost, work on yourself. So keep working on your own stuff as it comes up. Um, when you get triggered, try not to react so quickly. Um, look at it, watch it, uh, notice it, and then you know make it almost like a puzzle you have to solve and try not to respond uh, to that other person the way you would have. It's also important just to change your perspective about it. If you get triggered, it's like, oh, wow, I used to get really mad about that. And now, now I'm not mad. I'm just kind of, I can see that that person is hurting too. Or I can see that this person might need some more compassion. Whatever you need to do, it's like change your perspective on it and don't, don't, um, respond the way you used to it's it's just a lot of it about again self-awareness and self-care and being very um intentional about everything you do or say because what goes around comes around and that is the most universal even in all religions that phrase uh do unto others what goes around comes around that is very common in all religions and all beliefs that you need to put your intention out there with a good um with kindness and caring for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that makes sense. It's all about the inner work so we can right. work on the outer. Um, and, and there's a lot of, you know, just energy around, well, the, the, the pandemic and then, you know, um, forced vaccinations and, and people, you know, moving into that energy and the fear. And it feels like there's, this level of fear still about like what I should do or shouldn't do. And, you know, a lot of people coming against um, each other in those aspects. And so, you know, for the masses, do you, do you see that like everyone coming on the same page eventually and rising above this? Or what does that look like um, for our future? For me and everyone is different. Um... All souls eventually, they will eventually ascend. They will in their own timeline, mm. wherever they're at in their evolution. Um, I do believe that there are a lot of us who are what you could call the first wave. Um, a lot of us are light workers or just souls who have really been doing the inner work for quite a long time. Mm. And we are ready to shift, we are ready to ascend. We know you know, what most of us kind of know or have the gist or idea what we need to do to continue letting go, to operate in a place of kindness and compassion. Um, there are other souls who um, are just as beautiful and wonderful souls as light workers and other beings of light, but they, they, they may be more stuck mm -hmm. and they may be in a more for whatever reason, difficult situation in their life, and they just can't find a way to help themselves. And so 
those of us who may be um, a little bit ahead can help them, can guide them. I mean, that's why we're doing these podcasts mm-hmm. is to help people who don't know how to start doing the inner work to find help, to find people, uh, again, community, um, uh, conferences, everything, anything they can do online to help them start making the change. But everyone will ascend. It's just going to be at different at different times. Yes. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not the linear time. It's a more global, yes. like, um, yeah, it'll happen in the time frame that it needs to. Everything yeah. is in divine timing. Yeah. And so are there other messages you are channeling from your guides at this time? I keep hearing, you keep bringing it up the same thing about time and how it's not going to be linear anymore. And it's, that that boggles my mind a lot when I sit and think about it. You know, I sit and ponder a lot in the evenings. I kind of go, what's, what is this? And um, I can give you an example. I don't know if I can explain it. I've been having more and more instances happen where I can remember a day, let's say yesterday. I can remember yesterday, but I can can remember it, feel it, visual, everything. It happened in two different ways. Like I'm remembering two different versions of yesterday Mm -hmm. as if they were both real. And I'm like, that's gotta be the time thing because I'm experiencing two versions of yesterday and each one was real, and I can remember what client was there and what was said, and then, but yeah, but now it's this client, and and that's got to be the whole time thing lining up like this, happening mm-hmm. all at once, where I was in two different universes at the same time, mm-hmm. and I remember it, and that blows my mind, because I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Wow. <laughs> so I'm I'm fascinated with time and how it's speeding up and how we're able to, with our intentions or our thoughts, either remember different things about our life or even within a, um, in a moment of one day, shift ourselves into a different version of our universe, you know, living in different multi-universes mm-hmm. at the same time. Hmm. That's really interesting. Um, it, I'm, it sounds like there's like maybe two different timelines going on that maybe, or the something around the Mandela effect even right. where, but you're, you're actually remembering both sides of it. It's not that it might've happened this way or that way, but it's, you're, you're in it. I'm in it and it happened. And I, I actually had to call a friend and just say, did I, I didn't talk to you yesterday or did I, cause I remember talking to you yesterday and she's like, no, you didn't. But then I called the other friend. Yes, we did talk. I'm going, but we talked. So, and I look at the calendar and I know this sounds crazy, but I'm like, it's happening more and more to me where I'm remembering times where they happen on the same day, but it's a different outcome and a different experience. And it's, it's multi-universe. It's the Mandela effect. It's, it's everything collapsing in. And part of fifth dimension, I believe that I I have heard is that we will remember multiple lives or even some past lives when we get into that dimension. So Mm. then our gifts, our gifts come back because Mm. we start remembering them. Right. Mm. It's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And so as our gifts come in, um, what does that, you know, say about like our sole purpose for being here and, and how to tune into that? That, 
that is part was of what's waking up. The more we let go of the past, the more we're willing to shift, the more we awaken dormant gifts or dormant abilities. And um, there has to be an intention to, you need to be purposeful about wanting to work on that gift or, um, and a lot of it is tied to creativity, be more creative, be more action oriented, um, not be afraid to try something new. Um, Cause there's always that, you know, people are sometimes are afraid because they're going to fail, but you're going to fail if you don't try. Mm -hmm. So don't let fear keep you from trying something new. And let's say it doesn't work. Well, at least you know that, okay, that's not it. I'm going to try this. And it just makes you a better person. But just, just keep, if you get a hit, follow it. If you get a gut feeling, go for it. It's just, you've got nothing to lose. This mm -hmm. place really isn't real. It's an illusion. Mm -hmm. I mean, it feels real, but when we get on to the other side, it's, it's like, it's like waking up from a dream. It's, it's going to be just like that. At least that's what my loved ones on the other side tell me. This place is a dream. Right. And so, and, and with that said, we get to dream our reality into or dream our, our dreams into reality um, because it is a dream. And, and so recognizing our sovereignty here while we're in this illusion. Right. Because everything else, everything seems real, but everything's really just um, the way we create it because we are creating life the way we are right within. And so when you start clearing that out, you can, you get to like, start to really awaken to those, the, the dream of that and recognize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing about fifth dimension that I wanted to mention too, is as we ascend, it's real important to keep in your mind the version of earth that you want to live in. Hmm. Okay. If you're always in fear and always in negativity, then you're going to manifest or end up in that version of earth, or you may take a little bit longer to get to that fifth dimension because you're living and coming from a place of fear and that, oh, this is a big, bad world. Everyone's out to get me. Mm -hmm. um, versus if you believe that we're heading in a positive direction, yes, it's difficult, there's challenges, but the human species is a beautiful, loving, kind species, and we all are loving souls that want to ascend, and everything's happening for our best and highest good, and just keep doing what is your part of it. Mm -hmm. Then you end up in that version of Earth versus this version of Earth. Mm. It's your intention, it's your mindset. Absolutely, I I completely agree. And and I actually like it was about two weeks ago. I, I spent a week with Joe Dispenza. I went to his advanced workshop um, in Denver, and it was the most incredible experience because I was going into the quantum. And I was able to rise above all of the, you know, the fears that were, you know, I tend not to focus on the fears anyways, but you know, the, the stuff I was feeling a little stuck energy at the time before going in and, and I went in and I, I went into the quantum. I probably spent about 36 hours of meditation and I felt, feel like I was just vibrating so high when I left there. And I feel, I'm still feeling that vibration. I'm maintaining that energy and and so it is really all about what we focus on and rising above, you know, the, the fears, because that is part of the illusion. 
Exactly. Um, you reminded me of something else that people could do that I have been doing for years. And I just did one over the 4th of July is a silent, go silent. Hmm. I did a silent retreat and I've done them for as long as two weeks. And then as this last one, I just did for four days. But when you go silent, that means no internet, no phone. You don't hmm. speak. You, if you are listening to something, it's like um, chanting or a mantra. You don't read a book. You don't, you don't do anything. And you find a place. I, I went to a, a cabin. And I just um, stayed out on the deck and watched the Poudre River below and the hummingbirds and just kind of meditated. But staying silent, the ego gets upset because you're not paying attention eventually. Mm -hmm. It takes a couple of days. Then you go into the vibration you were talking about where you just, you're walking and living in a meditative state for days. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful because then all you hear are the sounds of God, you know, mm -hmm. the sounds of spirit. Yeah. So, so say more about that. What can be, um, what can going silent do for someone and, and just in their, their vibration, their life? What, what is that? It is the most awesome. I can't explain. It's the most awesome feeling. It's, um, it basically shuts the ego down. It, it, it takes, you know, the first time I did it is probably three days before my ego quit complaining. When, when you don't talk, when you don't, and even if there's people around, I was in a, a very big retreat with 50 other people and we just all went silent at the same time. Um, but when you don't talk or talk out loud, you're not hearing your own voice. You're not distracted by anything around you. It doesn't feed the ego. The mm -hmm. ego doesn't get fed. And you also try to eat healthy um, as if you can, but the, the more you don't feed the ego, Yes, it pitches a fit. It gets very mad, okay? And it tries to tempt you, you know? Um, but it eventually gives up. It just quits. And then you don't have that little head, little head. You don't have that little voice in your head going off anymore. It just literally shuts up. I can't explain it. It just, mm -hmm. it goes silent. And then you're just going, wow. And your thoughts are, they're not really thoughts. They're just, calm peace and joy mm. and noises for me noises can be very intense I, probably when you came out of your meditation retreat with joe dispenza weren't the noises pretty offensive and loud and you know hearing tv and radio or whatever and hearing cars honking it can be very offensive because you're so used to being quiet yeah i definitely like want i didn't want to tune into like media or tv it was like that i did not want to bring in that energy right at all yeah because that would feed the ego mm -hmm. so your soul was just happy and it's you know i can see why monks go and live for mm -hmm. years in a monastery because it's just beautiful you know it's just beautiful and i yeah. was probably drunk in a past life so i've heard so yeah <laughs> so it may be easy yeah, there's definitely something so beautiful about being able to connect to yourself in that way. Yeah. And when you can get yourself out of the way, um, you know, one thing, you know, I know just working with my own clients, a lot of people tend to be afraid to go quiet. So maybe it's not the 
uh, silent retreat, that might be a, a big stretch, but even just like turning off the radio or needing that extra background noise while they're say cleaning or sleeping or, you know, and so what would you suggest for someone like that? That's, that's, I know several people who keep the TV on all night while they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, are always have to have music in the background. Now music's not bad. And, um, it's, it's okay, but when you, there is something about, see how I word this, a fear of being alone with yourself, mm-hmm. with your own thoughts, or just being bored with yourself, um, not knowing what to do with yourself. And I've experienced that on and off, but not, not since I started meditating, but I do understand it. It's just, I can't remember feeling that way in a long, long time, but I I do know that it's just, it's a, it's when you can't, I'm trying to get the words, when you can't be alone with yourself or when you are afraid to be by yourself with your thoughts, it's a fear that you're feeding. It's, it's like, what I'm hearing my guide say is introduce yourself back to yourself gradually. Mm. So try it. If you want to start doing it, with not necessarily being silent, but just being alone with yourself without something on in the background, try it for 10 minutes and then try it for 30 minutes and just mm. do it once a day and get used to that feeling. Um, I think one of the easiest ways is just to go outside and just sit on your deck or your patio or go for a hike Mm. and just listen to nature and really listen to the birds and really listen to the wind and the trees and get used to that because that's who we are. Mm. That's who we truly are, but practice doing it and then increase it over time and you'll get comfortable with who you are. Mm. You're just not comfortable with who you are. It's like, well, then you don't know who you are. Well, then you need to know who you are and you have to, you have to get everything away from you so you can know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm just going to say, you're, you're not the voice in your head. You're what's behind the voice in your head. And people go, what? It's like, well, that's mm-hmm. how I do readings. I get behind the consciousness. Mm-hmm. I, I go behind the voice in my head. And I settle in a place that's very, it's not even in my body. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe you can try to. It's 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 outside of me, but it's inside of me, but it's not this body. And I go into this place behind the ego and I sit with it. Mm. Or I listen and I listen. Mm. The observer, the soul, the spirit, the yeah, um connecting, yeah, recognizing. And I, I think that, you know when you say, you know, we're not our thoughts. I think that, you know, for a lot of people, they identify so much with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think that we're so much bigger and, and yeah, stepping behind those thoughts um, or, you know, because it's not always about either like clearing the thoughts because we're always going to have thoughts. It's right. about what do we do as we move through or, you know, um, quiet down the thoughts and, and start to listen to that inner voice. And it takes practice, but it's, 
it's so rewarding when you start listening to it and start following it. And when you aren't afraid of it and yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's, It's just like night and day for me when I started meditating, you know, and then before that is everything else. But when I started meditating and I started listening and I didn't know how or what I was doing, but I just started going to that, as you said, the observer place, the better I felt. Mm. I can't explain it. It's just, yeah, there's something about, and I just knew that I wasn't this rambling voice in my head that mm-hmm. just kept telling me this or that, or you're not, you're not, you're not good, or you're not smart, or you're not, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. right. Cause that's all, that's all ego. That's past conditioning. That's, you know, things that maybe I've picked up along the way, or, you know, your ego trying to keep you safe from, from being your true sovereign being, right. Keep you suppressed um, rather than awakening to your true potential. And the ego's not bad. It's just trying to protect us. You know, it, it, it wants to protect you from fear and pain and suffering. So it thinks by keeping everything away from you, or keeping change away from you mm-hmm. will protect you, but actually it's harming you. Yeah, absolutely. Which we, I think you bring up a really good point is that even the, you know, our ego tries to push and keep everything away, including love, including yeah. connection. And yeah. so thinking, you know, believing that we have to, we'll be safer if we don't connect with others. And that's what I think has created a lot of that, you know, isolation or people fearing intimacy, whether or not it's with a friend or a partner or, you know, these deep connections on a global level. Um, so, so how do we shift into that consciousness of really bringing forward that love vibration so that we can, you know, really tap into that love for ourselves, um, become connected with ourselves so we can ultimately love others? It's more about just not judging, not when something happens, don't be so quick to judge. When someone says something, don't be so quick, you know, change your perspective on it. It's, it's, I, you know, I've said this before, it's about intention and how you're viewing it. No one else views the world the way you do. We think they do, but they don't. Mm -hmm. And it's just about try to see if something is coming into your field of vision and it's negative try to see at least in your mind it's negative try to see something positive something good something beneficial or just let go and just say this is happening for my highest good I don't understand why but I'm going to go with it I'm going to breathe through it and I'm going to allow because I want to see where this is taking me Um, oftentimes when things happen and change yes it's upsetting yes it's painful yes there's suffering i mean we've lost a lot of people and animals this Mm -hmm. past year and a half and it's painful and it's hard but it's it's for our highest good and if we can just be open to receiving whatever the positive is Mm -hmm. just allow that to come in and just trust Mm -hmm. that this is for my highest good i don't know why but i'm i'm not going to harbor anger or blame or resentment i'm going to stay positive and know that someday i'll understand that helps you shift that helps you change who you are it just makes everything easier Hmm. 
Yeah. I love that. And recognizing that it is for your highest good and that it's, there is a purpose behind it. Um, one of the things that's always helps me that I, I put into practice a long time ago is, you know, if I found myself going into maybe old patterns, judgment, or, um, you know, something about that wasn't out, that was outside of me, I just tapped into my heart space and I said, and I sent that person love. And so essentially I'm sending them love, but I'm sending myself love and, and then the energy shifts. And so it's, you know, but it's automatic now. So it's like, if I, you know, get frustrated, maybe a, a driver driving down the road or, you know, something I'm out on my bike a lot on the bike trails and, you know, sometimes people will cut me off or, you know, there's things that happen and but it's never personal. And I have to, you know, always recognize it's, that's not personal. It's, you know, I'm just going to send them love. Maybe they didn't recognize in that moment, you know, and I'm just, it's my way of, I, I, I send them light and I love, and then it shifts the energy and I, and I, and I come into a better place um, to enjoy my ride because I'm, you know, don't want to let that one thing, you know, influence my day or my, my um, ride. That's like giving your power away when, when you do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So sending love to people and, and just tuning into that heart space. Right. And, and really, you know, I think that's helped me also shift my vibration you know, that's, yeah, there's, there's so many ways to shift vibration in other ways, just, just to be creative, hmm. create something, whether it's pictures with your phone or something with your hands or digging in the garden, um, whatever, if, if we are creative, then we are tapping into, that's another form of meditation. We're tapping in to our higher self and making something that wasn't there before or bringing something in. So creativity is very, very important with shifting, getting yourself out of ego, lightening your mood. It's mm. just, yeah, I, I can't explain other than I just know creativity is, is key. It's very important. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that up too, because essentially we're all creators, right? We're creating our life, but like tapping into that, yeah, that creative side, getting out of the analytical mind mm -hmm. and tapping into creativity can create that flow energy. Right. Whether it's music, artistic abilities, um, journaling, blogging. I mean, there's so many different things that we can do. Yeah playing a game with children, you know, creating a new game to play, you know, it's just, there's so many things you can do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it also gets into our playfulness too. Right. So yeah. I think as, as adults, especially we tend to get away from being playful. Yeah. We get way too serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. But I love to like, you know, be playful by, you know, dancing or just like, sometimes I'll just get up and skip. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish I could skip. <laughs> I like the dancing idea. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It helps. I think get into the flow and it changes the brain patterns. Cause yeah. I'm one that, that used to be very, uh, you know, analytical or goal focused and had to get, you know, I had all kinds of goals and, and it was, you know, in my masculine energy. So trying to bring in that 
other energy, the feminine, a little bit more and that creative. I was out walking the other day and there was a kids that had, and this was long. It was the longest hopscotch I'd ever seen on a sidewalk. Okay. And I got a wild hair and I thought, I'm looking around like, hey, there's nobody out. It's seven in the morning. So I'm trying to do it. It just kept going. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but I felt like a kid again. Yeah, it was I fun. I love yeah. that. Sounds like it probably shifted your energy too. <laughs> yeah, <it did. laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Was- I'm just curious too. Um, I was just thinking, you know, have you noticed the shift with the feminine and masculine energies? Absolutely. Um, I have been hearing a lot that this decade, the 20s, is going to be divine feminine coming back into her power. Uh, we've been such a patriarchal society for a long time, for hundreds of years, and uh, we're coming back into the power of women, feminine, and it doesn't it doesn't mean we're going to dominate or anything like that. It's going to be a, a more equal balance mm-hmm. of masculine and feminine. And um, if there's any women listening to this broadcast, it's it's now is the time. To if you want to start your own business, start your own business. Mm-hmm. It's going to be absolutely blessed, and um, I could even say the word luck coming in with it. It's just this is the time if you've been putting it on hold to follow your passion, listen to your soul, and start your business. Get your business card out. Learn more about whatever it is you want to do. If you want to learn holistic healing. Or anything that you've been, whether it's photography, anything you've been wanting to do, put it out there because women in business are going to really grow in this decade. Huge. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing. And more and more people are going to search out the healing modalities, the preventative medicine, the holistic medicine as well. It's going to be very, very, very positive, very prominent. Um, it's it's already... I it's become so popular lately. Haven't your business increased? Mine's just mm-hmm. quadrupled. Absolutely. Yeah. It's- I just feel like the, the energies are definitely supporting that right now. Yes. It's amazing. And my classes are larger. It's just, uh, everyone's gravitating towards this energy and this, mm-hmm. they're feeling the vibration and they want to know what it is mm-hmm. that they want to understand it and they want to work with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, divine feminine's coming in. And that's that's the energy that we're feeling is divine feminine waking up. And I like what you said too. It's not about it's not like in competition or one's, you no. know, there's no hierarchy. It is about connecting the energies in a very um synergistic way into learn to recognize each other's values. It's not like male against female, it's or you know, and masculine against uh feminine or anything like that, but it's how do we co-create and, and learn to understand and love each other for who we are and embrace right. our differences? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Marla, I'm wondering if you would be open or um, if you have a process or meditation that you are reading, you would be willing or open to sharing with us today. Um, yeah, let me think what, what this needs here. Um, I guess I'll just leave everyone with some words and a feeling. Um, if, if everyone would like to, if you'd like to close your eyes and take a nice deep inhale 
and then hold it to a count of five, two, three, four, five, and exhale. And let's inhale again and hold to a count of five, two, three, four, five, and exhale. And now just sit quietly and listen to whatever sounds are in the room that you're in, whether it's the sound of my voice, the sound of a clock ticking, the furnace, or I should say furnace, the air conditioner, the refrigerator, whatever sounds you're hearing, try and put them in the four, forefront of your mind, push them forward. And then for you, lean back. And if you need to physically lean back and get behind the sounds, try that for a second. Just get behind the sounds like you're listening behind your ears. And put the sounds in your forehead or the front of your ears. And they may increase in sound. You may really hear them get louder. But notice that behind all those little sounds that you're hearing, there's a stillness. There's a part of you that is watching observing and listening. This is where you can make the most productive, healthiest, most knowledgeable, powerful decisions is from this space of stillness behind all the noise behind your consciousness. Go to this place, drop down into your heart, ask your questions, and follow those answers, yes, no, maybe, or wait. And that, that will give you a true spiritual answer for the problems or challenges that you have in your life. Doesn't mean you're going to like it, but it will give you a more connected answer, a more spiritually guided answer to help you move forward. Take another deep breath. And relax and open your eyes. Mm. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Definitely sure. felt that going deep within and just that silence. It's so profound, yet just, you know, when you can get to that place and and put everything else outside of you and, you know, recognize that that's where your truth lies. That's, you know, and just to mm -hmm. tap into that. And it is, it takes practice, but it, the practice is a practice and it's, you know, a daily practice. Right. And that's what I was going to add. Perfect. Is 
if you don't like being alone, if you don't like being without sound around, just try this. Try this for two minutes and just get quiet and listen to the little sounds, but get behind it and get used to doing that and mm -hmm. do it outside where you hear the birds. And mm -hmm. that's, that's where your truth is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's available to everybody. It's free. It is. <laughs> it's free. We all have it. We just have to tune into it. Right. It's always there. That's how I do my readings. It's mm -hmm. always there. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. And so Marla, can you tell our listeners how they can find you and, and maybe what you're currently working on? Um, I have a website, MarlaMitchell.com. And currently I have a, a workshop coming up um, in about two, three weeks on August 14th. It's already full, but I'll do another one. That's about, have you heard of human design? I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it, but I'm really interested. It is, I stumbled on it about three years ago, bought all the books and I, I'm still so enamored with it. It's, it's, I think it's even better than astrology. It really gets you into who you are, your, why you are the way you are and your gifts and abilities. Um, but um, we're going to do a workshop on that. And then I have a person who's certified to teach it to come and co-teach with me. Um, I just had a Reiki class, beginners. I've got another one coming probably in September. I kind of just go with the classes as they pop in. I listen to guidance mm -hmm. and clients say, oh, teach this. And then I teach it. So mm. I am wanting to start working on doing my own little videos. So mm -hmm. hopefully those will start coming up soon. I'll put them on Facebook and maybe YouTube as well. Just real short snippets on guidance and things like that. Mm, beautiful. And we'll, we'll add um, your website and any other links you want to provide to our show notes so people can okay. easily. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today, Marla. Thank you. It was fun. Absolutely. And yeah, thank you for having this beautiful conscious conversation. And thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you've enjoyed listening to our show, we would absolutely love a five-star written review on iTunes. And of course, please share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, Love yourself, love each other, and love the world. We love you. We at Be The Love Podcast are honored to be supporting the Komodi Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization in Uganda that is working to build a school that will promote and support healthcare, education, skills development, feeding the hungry, human rights, and environmental defenders. Their goal is to work with young mothers and single mothers, street children, and vulnerable families who lack nurture as they guide them to become productive individuals, which will lead to a productive generation. Please see our show notes on how to become a donor, mentor, volunteer, or sponsor. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show, Be The Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics.
And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.